Yeah, so, but what we what we're supposed to be getting out of this scene is that Mark is watching his parents fuck, and he's thinking about killing one of them with the butter spreader in his hand. <laughs> it might as like well a, have a pendolphin uh, on the end. Right. Like a, he might as well be planning to stab them to death with a live, laugh, love commemorative pillow. There is nothing sillier. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the GamCast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because otherwise I'd be unable to finish this sentence. I'm your host, No Illusions. Unfortunately, Heath isn't able to join us today. Fortunately for him, as it turns out, just yeah. unfortunately <laughs> for you. Uh, but sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm amazing, Noah. My life is all downhill from here. All moments <laughs> pale. And I have a photo of my wedding and a still from this film on my desk. That's what I have. I'm going to oh, carry right. around stills for this in my wallet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? All right. And that voice you just heard, that's uh, the, a co-host of the Cognitive Dissonance podcast, the funny guy from Citation Needed, Eli's best friend in the whole wide world, and today's <laughs> guest masochist, Cecil. Cecil, welcome back, sir. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. It was, I want to say it was fun, but it wasn't at all fun No, it really wasn't. Uh so bad. Yeah, normally these movies, like, it'll take me to go through the whole movie and to do my notes and everything. It'll usually take me about twice the length of the movie. Yeah. Right, but with this movie, it took me like seven and a half hours. I just kept having to like stop and re-examine my life choices. And oh. Went by the by the DMV one time because that's such a happier place. Can I ask though, why is it when the rape movies come up, you want me on the show? Like, what is what's going on, guys? <laughs> I mean, I want to say it's unintentional, us. Cecil, but like, I only at this point believe it's unintentional from my end. I can't speak yeah. for Eli anymore. <laughs> Eli. I'm very purposeful. I make these choices. You're coming with it's us. Like an, uh -uh. And this one's like an incest rape one, too. <laughs> oh, like my it's, God. Yep. Super weird. I'm not Jesus. going down alone. You're coming yeah. with me, Cecil. God. So, yeah, <laughs> big, big trigger warnings going into this movie. Like, in all seriousness, big trigger warnings. We're going to make fun of it. It's terrible and everything. But it deals with some really fucked up shit. Like, this is, this is not a joke here. Before we started recording, Cecil and I were reflecting on how Loving the Bad Man is now the good rape movie he's watched <laughs> yep, with us. Tasteful one. <laughs> yeah, right. The tasteful rape movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. What the fuck? All right. So without further ado, tell us, Cecil, what will we be breaking down today? Okay, we watched Deadly Attraction. It's the story of a bunch of insoles trying to write a script about what it's like to actually have sex. <laughs> Boy, is it. I was thinking more or less God. the same thing throughout. It seems like, to me, it's like a sour grapes thing. Like, I bet yeah. if you have sex, it's all miserable. And you get killed and stuff. You get raped by John uh, Cena. I'm so, I'm so surprised that that brother doesn't call his sister a femoid in it. I am like, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, always, with most movies, you can sort of see a little bit of the director's thing, right? Like, Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish, and right. David A.R. White is gay, right? You get these little hints as to the director. 
I, this movie is evidence to put the writer and director of this movie in jail. Yes. Right? Like, if, if I was on the jury and they just showed this movie, I'd be like, oh, yeah, forever. There's no way he does anything yeah. good after making this yeah. movie. He definitely skins some children. You absolutely <laughs> yes. know in his past. Yeah. Literal skeletons in his closet. I normally don't advocate for the preemptive strike, but I'll make an exception in this <laughs> yeah, case. Yeah. Yes. All right, Eli, I know this is going to be hard to sum up with just a few podcasts, but how bad <laughs> was this movie? Well, if you loved that time, that guy challenged you to a fight for using the urinal next to him at Friendly's, <laughs> but you wished it lasted two hours and somehow also involved porn of his mom, you will love this movie. My friends, my friends, this is a bad, good movie. Yes. Fuck, fuck the room. Fuck Birdemic. Look. You got movies that are good, bad, like Fast and the Furious and Xander Cage 2. You got movies that are bad, bad, like Thanks Killing. But this, this <laughs> is bad, good. Yes. These people were so sure they were making not just a good movie, a great movie. And they were so wrong. Oh my they were God. so very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they thought it was art. Like the writer, no shit, thinks it's, quote, a modern adaptation of the classic Oedipal myth. <laughs> which oh is God. insane! I know! What does he think the Oedipal myth is? No one's ever read... Nobody's read it, Eli. Nobody... They just one time came across it in a fucking book, and they're like, no, that's that's <laughs> yep. what this is. This is exact... Oh, my God. Nobody even knows what it's about, Yeah, if that's the case. You can't fucking tag this to the fucking Oedipus. <laughs> no. There's no way. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, okay, so what happened here is some guy saw Clockwork Orange and thought, okay, right, tragic equals fine art. So imagine <laughs> fucking Requiem for a Dream as told by the makers of the unexpected bar mitzvah. Yes. Right? He, like This is just a writer like c coming up with the most fucked up shit he can think of and then dealing with it on screen with zero sensitivity. Right. Or intelligence or artistry. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's... It's the Pictionary of Police Sketches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, best worst MILF wardrobe. I oh, think. well done, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well done. She's always in a cocktail dress. Like the mom is constantly in a clubbing dress and she's sitting on the couch in her clubbing dress, napping in her clubbing dress, coming home from work in her clubbing dress, getting a weird, creepy massage in a clubbing dress. There's a whole lot of clubbing dresses going on. So I'm going to go wardrobe on this one. Yeah, Ooh, I had a note somewhere in here that her wardrobe was picked out by a 13-year-old boy. Oh, yeah. Right? Because oh, yeah. if it's not the cocktail dress, it's like some weird lingerie that she has no reason to be wearing in the moment. <laughs> Ah, uh, 11 a.m. on a Saturday. The best time for lingerie. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> time to watch the game. I was going to go with best worst poster acting. Now, yeah. so <laughs> this is so amazing. Before you even start the movie, before you get three notes into the music, which will be enough to betray how bad it is, before you see the title font they use for the credits, which will be enough to betray how bad it is, you see the promotional photo. And the two people that you can see on the photo 
are so like dead eyed and don't belong there. They look like, you, you know, you sometimes like you, you see somebody who just got a camcorder back in the day when they those were new and surprise somebody coming out of the bathroom and they were all freaked out. Like they're wearing that look on their face. Like they've, they've, they've been forced into this fucking poster against their will somehow or something. It's it, it, like there's one chick that's supposed to be like the femme fatale, but she also looks like she's been like, I don't know, taxidermied in there or something. <laughs> There's a hot chick at the bottom and she's in like slinky underwear or stuff, but like half of her face is cut off. So it looks weird <laughs> as shit. She's in this awkward angle where she's like, I don't see how you want me to turn so that I fit in the fucking picture. That's the poster. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with poster. best worst title cards. Oh, God. <laughs> the title cards of this movie baffling doesn't begin to, no. they're like an ancient numeric puzzle like if you put all of these together <laughs> in the right order a tomb somewhere opens you like summon cthulhu or something yeah, and you stand backwards yeah absolutely it's so fucking it's weird. like a really complicated math problem yeah, like a really yes. Really, really complicated one where, you know, where there's a train that leaves so-and-so yes. at such and so. It is, isn't it? I mean, it's it's so weird because you've got to keep adding days and then subtracting days. It's <laughs> fucking strange as fuck. So, spoiler alert for those who are going to follow along with us. The subtitle, which is not listed, of this movie is 365 days. And no, these title cards do not in any way, shape, or form add up to 365 <laughs> days. No! <laughs> No, and that's the fucked up thing. Is because I, I, I almost went with this. I, I know my best worst was already long, but I'm gonna throw this one in too. Best worst use of the time dimension. <laughs> right? He wanted the like ticking clock of this movie to be one year, so it does like constantly jump forty days ahead or thirty days ahead or whatever, but never for any reason. It's always the same season outside, right? Yep. <laughs> Like sometimes it's 40 days later and they're going like, well, you know, the other night and you're like, no, that was 40 days ago. Remember the title card? Yeah. No. <laughs> and then like at other points, it's like 30 days later and like, you know, someone's gotten pregnant and had a kid since that. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> and not just the same season all the time. We should point out it's always the same different room within this same house. Oh, this absolute, entire absolutely. movie is shot around this one shitty house. In Florida. Yep. That is <laughs> that is where all of this came from. Without without a single thing on any wall. There is no a fucking thing no. on mm -hmm. any of the walls. It's like it's like, look, we don't want to fuck it. We we want to get our security deposit back. <laughs> I don't want to put a nail in the wall. Yeah, everything that they filmed in had the feeling of sample unit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said we could tour the house, Miss Real Estate Lady. What's the difference between a tour and shooting a movie? Yeah, exactly. You don't get to put a time limit on that. Oh, I'm sorry. Open house doesn't mean open anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought this was America. <laughs> All right. Well, no matter how prepared you think you are for this, you're wrong. So we're going to pause to let you steal yourself a bit. When we come back, we're going to dive into the morbid catastrophe that is Deadly Attraction. You've reached Eli's cell phone. Leave a message. Hey, Eli, it's Cecil. Got uh, got your email. Yeah, I, I can do the record on Friday. I'll, I'll talk to you then, okay? You've reached Eli's cell phone. Leave a message. What the fuck is this, man? Seriously, I should have listened to Tom and pretended to be busy. Jesus. You've reached Eli's cell phone. Leave a message. 
Hey, Eli, finish the movie. I, I wanted to give you a heads up. I'm going to kill you when I see you with, with my hands. I'm going to use my hands, a, a chair, pretty much whatever I can. Okay, talk to you on Friday. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown. And if the title font wasn't enough to tell you how cheap it was, the first three <laughs> notes of the music would be. But don't worry, we've already seen the poster, so none of that yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah. I have in my notes, music cue, private detective of sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like, too, that they didn't search out to find, like, anybody to do, you know, maybe an After Effects bit or no. even a scrolling title. It's just papyrus on the screen. Papyrus <laughs> yes. font. We spared no expense, everyone. Just so yeah. you know. I'm I, I putting no the over-under here at seven. Number of times the first screening of this movie was peppered with the refrain, wow, it's like a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to meet the star of the show, the title cards. <laughs> so oh. the first one says day one. Now, this is day one of the movie, just not of a yeah. thing <laughs> external to the movie. But we've got a family eating in the living room. And again, just right away, this movie's awful because, like, clearly they couldn't figure out a way to get all four of these people in the room and on camera at once. So the, the furniture's pulled out weirdly. One guy's just standing in the doorway eating a hamburger for no fucking reason. <laughs> They're scratching forks on plates with pizza yeah. on them. They keep accidentally pantomiming even though there's real food. So true. Yeah, there's not a single TV tray in the room either. Like everybody's like awkwardly sitting with a plate on their lap trying yes. to balance like a burger and salad. On right, lap. like they're trying to do the test from Men in Black or whatever. Oh, yeah. God. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. So we're meeting mom, dad, and their two adult kids that are, I don't know, like nine years younger than them or something. Yeah. <laughs> but what age does the movie think they are? I that. don't know. Old enough to drink, I think the son is because yeah. right after this he has a beer, so mm -hmm. he's he's old enough to drink. I don't know how old the sister is. Um, right, younger, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the movie certainly wants you to think she's eighteen plus, but yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's all the, uh, I gotta say though, the guy, the the main character, the the son, he he looks like. Donald Trump Jr. and Steve Buscemi's love child. Oh like my he's God, got a that's Donald perfect. Trump Jr. thing going on. Uh huh. And also, kind of, he's a funny looking guy too. Yes. You know, at the same time, he looks like you left a fifth Wahlberg on the dashboard of your car for too long. <laughs> like you get out there and you're like, oh, that was God a good damn it, that was a rental. <laughs> yeah. So okay, and this is I love the way this movie tries to give itself backstory and shit. The um, scene opens basically with they're all eaten and mom turns to dad and says, I'm so proud of you. You've stopped drinking and gambling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is what motivates you as a character. And then they, you know, make out on the loudest <laughs> leather couch. I, the star of this movie, oh. without question, is the noises this leather couch oh, makes. Yep, yep. It yep. is in the majority of the scenes, and it also has the majority of the dialogue. <laughs> and as Eli says, they make out, but it's not, I mean, it's not like regular, just no. like a pack on the cheek or just a kiss. Like at a certain point, she puts her, her hand in his polo shirt 
and starts rubbing on his chest, like reaches into his shirt and starts. I thought she was going to pull her hand back and it was like slathered in butter. Yeah, he <laughs> looks so greasy. He looks like he's like a human lobster roll, that guy. Oh, <laughs> in front of their children. Yeah. yeah. This movie yeah. makes it zero seconds before it's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but but they end the makeout session. Mom's like, I've got to go uh, take a shower. So she goes up to the shower, and the son follows her so that he can <laughs> peek in on his mom showering. That's right. While he does, though, my favorite part is the mom sets her food down, walks away. He's got his plate of food, and he's getting ready to leave. And the dad's like, where do you think you're going? You haven't finished your food. Now go back to that doorway and stand there until you finish it. Until you finish You cannot leave the doorway until you finish eating all your food. Fucking stupid. Yeah, so he goes He goes in to watch the mom. And I love this. Okay, so we get this 0.4 second tit shot, right? Yeah. By the way, we're a minute 33 in when a guy is checking out his mom's ass. Eli, <laughs> Eli, you yes. fucker. Coming with so, me. You're coming with me to the bottom of this barrel. Here. <laughs> so clearly this actress said, look, I, I'll, I'll do a boob shot, but only if it's tasteless. The director's like, OK, fine. So they get this <laughs> tiny little boob shot, which, by the way, they will like show again. Like people will keep flashing back. This character will flash back to having seen that boob because he'll be <laughs> damned if he wasn't going to get the full one point two seconds out of that point four second clip. So yeah. we, this movie, I think, is legally revenge porn in California based on how often they show this woman's boob. And so he's he's watching her shower, and and what the actor goes for as he realizes he's watching her shower is a oh what am I doing moment. But the performance he delivers is oh my god no. that is a huge mole. She needs to get that checked out yesterday. Yeah, when he goes when he goes in to go creep on his mom. He, he's going to go watch her in the shower and he sets his food on the floor. And I'm not sure which I'm more offended by. <laughs> At a certain point, he sets his plate of food on the floor outside. What the fuck's so, wrong with you? Also, his sister wants him to take her to the movies. Now, his, in this movie, like the sister, like he will like, whatever, he will hammer horseshoes into her flesh before this is over. Like, we're, we're supposed to believe that this guy is like a psychopath that's tortured her her whole life, but yet when we meet her, it's like, hey, you want to go to the movies with me? <laughs> <laughs> also, we need to talk about the word fuck and how it's used in this movie. <laughs> I'm not saying that all of these actors said fuck for the first time on camera. <laughs> I'm saying that's how skilled they are as actors. Right? She's like, do you want to go to the movies? And he like he like winds up on it. He's like, fuck you, <laughs> you whore slut. Every cut was followed by a hug and them being like, are you okay? I hated using the devil's language at you. <laughs> also, she, she's, she's not going to start. Like, you want to go to the movies? Lady, you're like 30 years old. You can't <laughs> go to the movies Take on your own? Take yourself to the fucking Jesus. Movies. Take your grandkids to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then the title card comes up. It says a week later. So a week after nothing happened. Just eight days. (laughs) All right. So, okay. Here's a storyline that's going to matter. We're in a classroom. Right. Sis is sitting in the classroom. Brother shows up um, and he goes to sit down in the classroom. And the teacher's like, hey, where have you been? And he's like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) So. 
again, what this movie is going for is like, he's not doing very well in school. And what it delivers is, Mark, you're late. I'll fuck your face. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> also, there's like three extras in a giant class. Yes. There's like nobody in the class. And it's clearly a night class because he leaves in a second and he goes outside and it's nighttime. So yeah. like, what is this, like a night GED class the two of you are in? Like, what is happening no, here? This could be a night middle school. We have no idea what age <laughs> this character is. It's true. We don't know. All right. So, the, yeah, the teacher kicks him out. And now we meet Mark's uh, buddies, right? All the cool kids. Yeah. Uh, Mark, by the way, that that's the brother. That's the, 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 like the son, the main character of the film, the, the sociopath. And, and this gang of friends, they vary in age from 11 to <laughs> 56. <laughs> like, I want to know how all of these people met. That's the movie I'm missing. Yeah. How did the 40 year old black gentleman become friends with the 19 year old white kid? <laughs> <laughs> And it's a pretty racially diverse gang, it too. Is. Like, yeah, I, it is. I think they're really sorry. They got an Asian guy. They got a couple black guys, two white guys. One of the guys looks kind of like Justin Timberlake. We'll call him Justin Timberfake for the rest of the, <laughs> the But he looks a little like no. Justin Timberlake. Sir, we will be using his name. Thank you. Oh, you're right. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Name? You're right. No, that once once his name gets revealed, we have to yes. use his name from that we point call on. Him whatever you want yeah. until then. Yeah. And at this point, at this point, though, I will say, at this point, it felt like, you know, throughout the whole movie, you're not sh quite sure if someone actually wrote anything down. You're like, did you guys just sort of like spitball the idea of what was happening here and then sort of chatted out as the camera rolled. That's what you think is happening. And here it's blatantly obvious. That's exactly what yeah. they did. They never once had, they just said like, have some jolly banter with each other is what they said <laughs> yes. in the script. And that's it. It was in brackets. And then they tried as hard as they could. Right. And they had to like, they, they took them four takes to get through it without anyone actually saying the words jolly banter, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my god! Yeah, this is the part where the uh, the uh, an attractive woman walks by, so they sexually assault her, yeah. <laughs> slap her on the ass. But the best part about the slapping on the ass is obviously there's a previous take where he like actually slapped her on the ass, and this actress punched him in the throat and hit him to death with a crowbar. <laughs> so they replaced that actor. So this actor doesn't so much slap her ass as he like walks up behind her and waves his hand around her ass. He's trying to summon a genie out of it. <laughs> yeah, like, her response to getting sexually assaulted in the middle of the street is, you guys need to learn how to treat a lady, is what she says. <laughs> Bit of an understatement. I'm sure that happens. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, that's exactly how life works, I guess. All right. So and meanwhile, his sister, uh, this character's name is eventually going to be Catherine, is in the park with her friend <laughs> when a gentleman shows up who would like to have sex with her. And she seems down for that. Yeah. It's again like you want to get inside the mind of a street harasser. Here you go. It's a street harassers movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A street yep. harasser yep. Yep. thinks one character walking up and going, hey, sexy works. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, for the record. You at home, it's never worked. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, so he's, he's like, hey, sexy. And she's like, hey, he's like, I've had my eye on you. She's like, well, why don't you have a seat? And then the scene ends really fucking abruptly because the writer had broken out in a cold sweat at the thought of writing more dialogue. <laughs> and then they say, 
Tinsan. <laughs> 20 days it, later. 20 days yes. later. Well, okay, right. Okay, now this is where the math puzzle comes in, right? Because you have to keep track of how many people are getting on the train and getting off. Because right? it says... <laughs> It says 20 days. Now, most of it will say like day 40, day 70, but this is 20 days later, okay. which is one week later than day one. So this is day 27 day or 28. Yeah. Okay. I got you. <laughs> so, I'm with all you. Right. Everyone's going to yeah. have to keep track. Yeah. All right. God. So 20 days later, the guy who walked up and asked her out on a date, he said, apparently he says, would you like to go on a date with me in three weeks? Because <laughs> <laughs> the very next scene is him picking her up for this date. What are you doing in a fortnight? Yeah. <laughs> and a half. I'm saying she's been getting the D from Marcus for 20 days at this point, guys. I don't think I don't think they've waited. I think this is the first time she's introduced to the MILF, the mom. You know what I mean? I think okay, that's what I it gotcha. is. I got you. Yeah. Okay, and by the way, yes, you heard Cecil right. The fucking idiots that wrote this named two major characters, Mark and Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so so sis is getting ready for the date. Mom comes in and says, hey, Mar Marcus is here to pick you up. And her brother walks in and just goes, fuck, bitch, slut whore. <laughs> he really does. He's just like, I think the actor who plays Mark, like, has Tourette's. And this was some yeah. kind of, like, breakthrough <laughs> performance for him. The writer was like, don't worry, we're going to blend it in perfectly. No one will know. Oh, and the mom's response is equally baffling with, how dare you use such language on your sister? Is what she says. <laughs> they never quite got to human uh, words in this. Yeah, no. It's like the script was translated from Chinese. Like it's yeah. like like they <laughs> right. ran it through Google Translate several times. Yeah, and, and so so he calls his sister a slut and whore. Then he goes downstairs where Marcus is waiting. He says, "Hey, if you fuck my sister, I'll break your fucking neck." <laughs> and everybody's like, "He's such he's such a card. Let's go." Yeah, the mom walks in. She's like, Marcus, don't listen to him. You go ahead and fuck the shit out of my daughter. You really don't just, I want hit responses. the base. Her response is, don't listen to him. It's like, wait, you just heard your son. I'll break your fucking neck if you fuck my sister. And you're just like, oh, he's just playing. Oh, he's just such a, he's such a little lovable scamp, isn't he? Jesus Christ. It's like. It's like the person equivalent of that friend who has a shitty dog who's just yeah. in the other room like, <laughs> and they're just like, ah, he's fine. He'll settle down. And you're like, yeah, when you put him to sleep for killing a toddler. <laughs> the dog's, dog's snapping at your face. No, he's good. He's good. He's a no, good he's dog. He's, he's Let him smell lovely. your hands. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need no, we that. normally don't tell him no when he humps. We just let him hump. We don't. We don't step in. Oh, God, we found Mark's origin story. All right. So then they, I love this, too. They give us a title card that says later that evening in case we don't pick up on the context oh, clues yeah. of yeah, them yeah. being on the date that they were leaving yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> and the gang's space work to open this scene <laughs> is amazing. What do you think they think they are doing? One guy is sure this is a barbershop quartet, and he's the yeah. hype man. <laughs> I don't know what the other four think. One of them reaches for a cup, and space works just in front of the cup, and then laughs. <laughs> it's the craziest and most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's like he goes to pick up the cup, misses, and then is like, ha ha, missed the cup again. <laughs> 
Oh, there was so much craziness uh, in the background of every Jesus. scene. So what we're supposed to get here is Marcus and Catherine are out on their date, and all of a sudden, Mark's friends see the two of them getting in the back seat of Marcus's car. Oh, yeah. shit, about his, to fuck the sister. His big, pimpy, white Honda Accord four-door <laughs> that he's got. Yeah. Take that girl home in later, let me tell you. <laughs> Why the fuck do all these people have four-doors? Right. I don't even get it. Well, I guess they're all, like, middle-aged, so it makes yeah, right. sense, but, you know. Yeah. We should point out, they're not parked at, like, make-out point. No. They're, like, in a, <laughs> a full parking lot parking at a lot. Wendy's, just <laughs> moving to the backseat to Raw Dog. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Romantic style, yeah. So the friends call Mark. They're like, hey, man, somebody's about to fuck your sister in the Wendy's parking lot. Well, no, he can't, he can't actually call, though. Oh, right. Because he has to steal a phone first from somebody yes. else because his phone is shut off. A very large plot point we want to reveal now that his phone is shut off. It will be very important later. It will be resolved. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, they steal the phone from, by the way, from a guy who is comically larger than everyone stealing his phone. <laughs> oh, the idea, the mugging that they do is they like take his phone. He turns towards them. They like gently push at his face, and you see this <laughs> giant man pause and look at the child that just like pushed at his face, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, the movie says that I'm afraid of you, so I'm leaving." <laughs> All right. So Mark shows up to some ominous music because he told that dude not to fuck his sister. Now. I want to, I want to just really quickly though, there's there, if you listen, I listen to this on headphones, right? So I was watching it on a computer and when you listen to it on headphones, they're making out in the back of the car. You get these serious suction noises going on. Yeah. But at one point the guy turns to the girl and he says, your hands are cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, this and I don't level. know if that's improv or if the sound guy just was supposed to put something else in there, but <laughs> definitely comes through. So there is nothing this movie didn't manage to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. All right, so Mark shows up with his sledgehammer, um, he, the very yep. best street fight weapon you could possibly imagine <laughs> yeah. is a sledgehammer. By the way, literally, yeah. Well, what happens is when you push someone with a sledgehammer, he they get bloody. The only possible description of what he does with that sledgehammer is he pokes Marcus with it. <laughs> I think he knocks his jelly sandwich onto his chest. Oh, I think that's okay. what happened. He spills yeah. his chocolate syrup. That yeah. would make a lot more sense. Yeah. But anyway, so he pulls Marcus out of the car, pushes him around with the hammer, and then drags his sister away, right? Yeah. So then we get the quick scene of her calling to find what hospital he's in. <laughs> Exposition phone call. Hi, Tanya. Yes. Yes, I did leave him bloody on the ground. <laughs> what do you mean he's mad at me? <laughs> okay, let me write this down. Crazy, badly set hospital road. Doesn't it all look like a hospital? New York. That's exactly how long she wrote for, too. Yeah. It's like 45 seconds. She's holding up the paper. And she's like, hold on, let me write it. No, can you spell that really quick? I need to, no, no. Is it is it 615 or 516? Which one is it? She spends 35 seconds writing down the address. And okay, so she goes to, to, to find him at the hospital. As she walks by, mom and dad are dry humping in the living room some more. Yep. And then Mark happens by and metal gears them 
Yeah, okay, that's yeah. exactly I wrote. He throws a rock to distract them like they are video game guards. <laughs> and why? There was no reason for this. None. Nothing I happens. I didn't understand that part at all. Also, when the woman, the girl walks out of the room, they're like, hey, where are you going? I can't talk right now. I can't tell you about your son's attempted murder earlier this evening. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Like, what? You're just not going to like, oh, sorry. I don't want to interrupt your makeout session on the couch, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then, we, okay. Quick riddle for you. What do you get when you mix a blue shower curtain, a fluorescent light stapled to the wall and a clipboard? If you said hospital, you are correct. <laughs> you made this movie. If you said hospital, you made this movie. Can we talk about the clipboard for a second? Oh, I put please. a post. I put. Yes. I put an image in the. It's the periodic table. It's the periodic table. <laughs> That Very is much the periodic table. They put it on a clipboard and they hung it on the wall. I saw that. And I was like, that's a fucking periodic table. Who has a, who is in the hospital? And they're like, we don't even know what this guy has. We had to put the whole periodic table on the wall on his chart. He's got it all. He's every element. Every single element is in this guy. It's, it's not just the periodic table, Cecil. It's the periodic table on top of the script for this movie and this scene. <laughs> You know what? I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> I think that's uh, exactly what it's <laughs> fucking amazing, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How's that even possible? And so she comes into this bullshit set. They have this weirdly long, awkward conversation between her and the nurse that's just like, is, is vis are visiting hours over? No, they continue for another 54 minutes. <laughs> Are you sure it's Great. 54? Because my clock might be a little slow. No, you're right. It's 56. I was doing the math wrong. I always, I don't know why I always fuck that up. I know it's like six is minus 10 isn't six. They, if they, if that goes on for like 45 seconds. And finally, the nurse is like, all right, I feel like I leave. <laughs> now I exit the scene. Uh, and then the camera pans and there's an IV bag full of urine next to him, I <laughs> yes. guess. I don't know. Hey, don't that know is an IV there. of pure yellow Gatorade. <laughs> But hey, let's let, so. like at that point when I saw the IV bag, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> they yeah. went out all out for this scene. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. The props they do and don't have for this movie are like I want to just like honestly, what I want for my birthday this year is just to go with the guy who made this movie and find out how he got an IV bag. That's what I want. <laughs> I just want to be on that journey. Listen to him. Listen to Glenn Beck on the radio on the way there. <laughs> Loudly argue with his baby mom about not having to spend Christmas with his kids. <laughs> I'm a man of simple acts. Oh, now, of course, this is the moment where Catherine uh, really lays it all on the line for Academy Award consideration. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, absolutely. Now, as bad as an actor as she is, you almost like, she, you know, the, everyone here is like, you know, the third best in their community theater troupe or whatever. But you almost <laughs> forgive her because the lines that she's supposed to be saying are so much worse than her fucking acting. Yeah. <laughs> she is also very, very clearly reading her script. She's oh, like, yeah. oh, I never thought that this would Happened to us at this time. <laughs> it's... Oh. All right. So now it's day 43 for some reason. So keep in mind, it has now been 43 days since Mark saw his mom's boob for a second while they were eating hamburgers. Don't lose track of this fucking chronology, guy. Very I mean, important. Look, look, the movie makers aren't going to write two weeks and two days later. This is much better. It's really good. <laughs> 
So you remember that scene, that vital scene in the high school where he got kicked out of the class? Well, mm-hmm. the gang is here to threaten that teacher into changing his grades. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and let me just say, that Asian kid is fucking bloodthirsty. He's the <laughs> killer in this group. He gives on like, fucking kill that bitch. What the fuck are we doing here? His character's name is Killer. I don't know if you... Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that, that was... <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, they're all like killer and trigger. Uh, but uh. <laughs> Here's what makes this scene beautiful, right? This would be just a bad scene if they were like, hey, you better change his grades or else. But because the writer is so insane, <laughs> it is just them working out the minutia of how that's going to happen. <laughs> like, bitch, if you want to live, you're going to change his grades. But I've already entered them into the POS system. <laughs> All right, well, do you have a management password? No, I'm not an administrator. <laughs> well, then I'm going to need you to go into the dean's office and find an administrator's <laughs> password. It's on a she's... post-it note next to his computer. <laughs> and, then she, and then she breaks out. She's like, I can't. Break into the dean's office. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's amazing. And it's important to know that this never comes back. This is the end of this storyline, right? I yep. expected, like, if they had spent another 15 minutes on the heist where they had to drop her into the records office, Tom Cruise style, <laughs> and she has to catch her sweat, it would make no more or less fucking sense. We never see her yeah, again. Never see us. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is that. These guys are so fucking stupid. She could have just turned them and like, oh, you want to do this grade change and just turn and wrote on the on someone else's test. A plus. There you go. Yeah. You yeah. Go. Yep. Okay. We're good. We're good. So long, guys. And then call the police. Yep. She could have written an A plus on the board and it would have been <laughs> fine. <by now. laughs> These guys are so also, stupid. This is the first but definitely lot the last time in the movie that the movie was disturbing not because of its content but because there was no fight choreography or planning <laughs> yes. oh gosh. they're just swinging this prop gun around and I'm like head 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 oh god <laughs> like very clearly shoving this actress when she's not ready and then being like oh, oh Mrs. D are you okay <laughs> yeah <Sorry. that's> right. <laughs> all right so now it's 60 days later and oh, not God. day 60, guys. 60 days later. That would be day 103. Keep up. <laughs> okay. Um, <all> right. <laughs> day 103. All right. So mom and dad are fucking. Uh-huh. We watched them fuck for so long. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I've watched a lot of people fuck. Like a lot on the internet and on VHS and then photographs. <laughs> I've spent a tremendous, I have my 10,000 hours of watching people fuck <laughs> or pretending people fuck. I didn't want a second more of this. Let me tell you. No. <laughs> well, and, and it's, it's what they're saying to each other too. At one point, the mom's like, deeper and i'm thinking who doesn't use the whole thing like, who goes in and is like no I, i'm saving some for later i'm not gonna use it all. back <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just gonna use part of it until for she flanking asks maneuvers because i'm a gentleman <laughs> yeah so but what we what we're supposed to be getting out of this scene is that mark is watching his parents fuck and he's thinking about killing one of them with the butter spreader in his hand. <laughs> it might as like well a, have a pendolphin uh, on the end. Right. Like a, He might as well be planning to stab them to death with a live, laugh, love commemorative pillow. There is nothing sillier. <laughs> All right. So, oh, but, but that scene ends oh. and now it's time for the family meeting. 
The family yeah. meeting, guys. They need to go over him watching them fuck and murdering his sister's boyfriend. <laughs> and also the chore wheel. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So so they gather all the kids together and they're going to argue with him about the grade he got in school because you only get to one. Yeah, it's A. And A in all of school I got today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whole school gave me My an A. My grade for the school was A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point, at a certain point, the dad says something, uh, and I might be skipping ahead here. When he, the dad asks him, he's like, what is this I hear about these other things you've done? Yeah. Yes. He says, what is this I hear about these four felonies you've committed? Right. Yes. What <laughs> is this I hear about committing felony assault? And yeah. This is the first time you've talked about it. It was 40 fucking days yes. ago. <laughs> 60, no less. Thanks. Thanks. We can get around to that now. Yeah, 60. I'm sorry. I'm losing track of the timeline. No, I'm sorry. I yeah. apologize. They Keep were up. very explicit, too, and I apologize. Yeah, no, I have a chalkboard here that yeah. I can send you a photo of. It's making it a lot easier. Um, but, yeah, he's getting a stern talking to about the felony assault and attempted murder, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So then he, and then he, he's mad at his sister for snitching on him. So he attacks her, which is when dad figures out how to solve this problem once and for all. Fight me in the storage unit. <laughs> Who just has a random storage room? In okay. House? No, I have so many. That is the least yes. of questions. <laughs> Thank you. I have. He, he's like, you're going to go fight me in the storage unit. And Mark's like, absolutely. Can't wait. And then he turns to his wife and he's like, don't worry. When I was a kid, my dad did the same to me. It was a really great bonding experience. <laughs> and then we flash back to, well, yeah, okay, so, yeah. yeah. First of all, let's, let's, let's keep in mind that he puts stakes on this fight. He says, you and I are going to fight in the storage unit, and whoever wins gets to kick the other one out of the yeah. house. Yep. Yeah. Spoiler Is alert, that, they will not fight in the storage unit. Yes. Yeah. They they will not they will not go through this rite of passage in the storage unit. You're absolutely right. This no. this rite of passage for their relationship that uh, seemingly every child in this family has had. So yeah, <laughs> long line. I really wanted it to happen, but it was the typical storage unit. All right, son, are you ready to settle this once and for all? I sure am, Dad. You're going down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little full in here. Yeah, I'll say. Well, we could still maybe fight in here, though. Can we? There's not like a, a ton of room for us to fight in here. Yeah, yeah. You want you want to help me with this? I just move it a little bit. Is this the old TV? Why, why do you still have this? Well, it costs a thousand bucks. Sure, but like we we have a new TV. Just we don't help need... me move it, please. There are like five bikes in here. Yeah, yeah, do you want one? I got extras. I don't I don't really bike. Well, you should it. It's good for you. It's it's Yeah, good I know. I hear that. Yeah. Bike to work maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Just Yeah, I could. All right. So, uh, fight to the death? Yeah. Let's do the Oh, is that my sled? Oh, wow, it is. Oh, that rosebud. Oh. That honestly would have been a hell of a lot better than the fight choreography. <laughs> no <got>. kidding, right? 
But yeah, but I just want to reemphasize that if you own a home, you're allowed to kick people out of it. You don't have to do like a, a trial by combat on this. You, no. just, you don't have to yeah. put your, your wife and your daughter on the line as collateral or anything. Yeah, you don't live at one Thunderdome lane. You know, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we flash back momentarily to uh, to dad's storage locker gladiator battle with his dad. Oh, God. Yeah. That is awesome, too. That choke scene, the choke scene where he chokes his son and the son goes. And like powers down. That's fucking amazing. This moment gave me so much anxiety because these actors were really just. He was like, and fight, but don't hurt each other. I was just, <laughs> yes. Again, the movie wanted me to be like, oh, no, a fight. And I was just like, oh, no, please. There's so many corners. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. So, but yeah. So we have finished the flashback and, and dad, modern day dad explains to modern day mom, it's okay. I'll fight him. Yeah. I'll choke him out. Then he'll like, you know, he'll go off and talk to a pastor or something and turn Christian. Trust me. It works every time. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. So now it's day. I'm sorry. It's the 62nd day. I think it's 41 the days 62nd earlier. 62nd day. <laughs> Wait, it's it's earlier now? They've gone back in time? They, because they don't know how math works. Yes. But the fucking, but the movie thinks it's that's later than the last one. So. <laughs> but it was 60 days later than the I previous. Know, I know. It's thing. so fucking stupid. Okay. All right. But yeah. So, okay. Mark's gang is chilling, and this is the first time we see the unrented apartment that they are going to hang out in. Exactly. <laughs> this long, entirely white, blindingly decorless yep. room. <laughs> Two oh. black sofas. Yeah. And and this is where we will establish the pattern, by the way. Uh, so there is one character in this movie whose entire characterization from the beginning to the end of his performance will be, hey, man, go make us some drinks. <laughs> Yep, that's it. And they have to take turns answering the door, too. That's one. That's another part of the gang initiation. Very important part. You've got to make sure that we distribute the door opening to each <laughs> member of the gang. It's it's an equal thing we have right, to do Right, it's not here. based on who's closest to the door. No. And this would be so much less uncomfortable if, if both of those characters in this instance weren't black people being told by a white man what to do. <laughs> yep. Every time for the rest of the movie, someone is told to make drinks or answer the door. It will be the yeah. same white actor talking yeah. to a different black actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Mark shows up. He tells him about the big fight he's going to have with his dad. Yeah. Winner oh. gets to keep his mom and sister. <laughs> I wanted them all to squeal like he was announcing his friends. Like, I'm so excited uh. for you. Oh, I knew this was coming. Honestly, I, uh, didn't I say the other day? We were brunching, and I was like, Mark's going to fight his dad. I, I yeah. said this. I said this. I'm so, oh, I'm so glad to see you in your power, Mark. I'm so, so glad to see this. Oh, God. I love that they're like, the Asian kid's like, can I watch? And then the, yes. the, the banter back and forth is, you like to watch, don't you? I do like to watch. <laughs> says, what so, the fuck am I watching here? I have so many questions about that line. <laughs> All right. And then we get my nominee for best title card of the movie. It comes up and it says, day 65, dot, dot, dot. Time for the dad and son battle, dot, 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 <laughs> dot, dot. <laughs> Should I put two ellipses? No, uh, too quite. much. Nope. 
I wanted nope. to pause about 67% no, longer yeah. than normal. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. dad's fighting outfit, his Ed Hardy shirt and his mom jeans. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a, he's got a bird silhouette shirt on. Yes. <laughs> like, silhouettes of flying birds. And we're sitting there getting ready for the fight. Mom is not too sure about setting, settling family disputes via Thunderdome. But what yeah. are you going to do, right? Oh, man? Come on, yeah, right. honey. Let's go watch your brother fight your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says. She knocks on the door. She says, hurry up, honey. It's time for the fight. The fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> honey, you know, time to watch your dad fight your I brother to the, the death. Fuck, man. All right, so they start walking towards the storage locker, and fucking Mark comes early, right? He, oh, yeah. he, hey. he splooches hey all over the place. <laughs> oh. um, he, he runs up from behind as Dad's walking to the storage locker and attacks him. Dad whoops his ass like it's easy. The fight choreography on this is amazing because you know they worked this out, right? Like, yeah. you know, these two spent an entire weekend working on this one. Yep. Counting under their breath the whole scene. One, two, three. It is thrust. So he knocks him out and and then he goes to wake him up. He's like, get some water to wake him up. One, that's not how being knocked out works. Two, there is so much water. So (laughs) she comes out with the aquarium. Here you go. They pour way too much water on this actor. Yeah. He is. Exit and the actor, by the way, absolutely notices. Like oh, yeah. the water, he's like, and he starts to do the wake up thing. But there's four more gallons of water to pour on him. <laughs> he yes. is soaking wet for the end of this scene. He's getting waterboarded at the end of this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So now we head back to the sample unit where the gang ha- hangs out. And Mark shows up. He has to tell him that he lost his fight and got beat up by his dad. But now he can stay with. He can stay there with Justin Timberfake for a bit. Yep. <laughs> so they go out to celebrate. They go to a club, by which I mean that couch from before, but now under a green light. Now it is dark. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and this is where the, the waitress comes over. And oh, God. She's, she's like, what can I get you? And he's like, yes, I'll have two rums and Cokes and a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's the fucking, it's the incels that um, that Cecil was talking about writing what, the what they think picking up women would be like. Is, yeah. Yes. Who thinks that works? Yeah. <laughs> like, what asshole out there is like, yeah, no, you just, all you have to do is just ask for it. And the women can't help but give it to you. It's, it's like this movie was written by aliens whose only other contact with humans was Roosh V. That's what this movie <laughs> And there's no other extras in the entire bar at this entire nope. scene. There's no other extras. It's just them standing in front of a wall. And when they do finally get to a bar in a few seconds, it's there's nobody else in this bar. That's it. It's just them. They could not afford a single extra for any of these scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and, and the, OK, so they're in the bar. They're hanging out. They look up and one of them and Mark goes, hey, my sister's here with that guy from the other night. That was six weeks ago. But OK, the oh, other I night. Guess that's true. <laughs> Pay attention to your title cards, idiot. Um, Jesus. And so his buddy goes, hey, man, you want us to beat him up? He goes, no, I've got a better idea. His better idea was that they beat him up. <laughs> I will beat him up. <laughs> what did you say? I Sorry, that. I wasn't being an active listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. 
It's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, they do. They go walk up to the guy. And then the guy, at first, what does he say? He says something like, hey, man, you know, leave us alone. And then he's like, no, wait, leave me alone is what he says. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't, we don't want any trouble. What I mean to say is I don't want any trouble yeah. for you. Yeah. I just say, I'm actually a coward. I'm leaving. Yeah, so Marcus goes to beat him up. The bouncers break it up. Uh, so then we get the scene where they're in the the parking lot and Marcus breaks up with Catherine because her brother's too fucking insane. I didn't get his thing where he's like, look, I like you a lot, but my mother has said that if I go to the hospital again, she will not be financially liable for me. So this is a money thing? Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I can't get hurt again. Like physically, I can't get beat up with a sledgehammer again. That was very expensive. The first time around. <laughs> the line is, even if I am bleeding to death. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, what does that tell you about our medical system here in the United yeah, States? Right. Right? Moms won't even pay for their bleeding to death children to He's get like, better. No, don't get me wrong. I'm willing to get hit by a sledgehammer for you again. Yeah. I just can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those premiums are killing me. All right, so uh, meanwhile, okay, now we go to a different club. The boys are hanging out talking about how sexy the women that we can't see off screen are. Oh, man, there's so many women here. You said it. <laughs> and the same waitress comes over. This is oh, a different right. club, but waitress. yes, it different is the same club, waitress. Same waitress. Same, same, same waitress. She has a ponytail now, so you won't notice, but yes. She would like to know what they'd like to drink. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Noah, would you, would you tell us what <laughs> Justin Timberfake... Response? Well, apparently, mistaking her for so her an anal decanter of some sort, <laughs> he says, I'd like to drink your ass. It's, you see the actor realize that doesn't work. <laughs> like, what can I get you to drink? And he's like, I'd like to drink your ass. What? Well, and then one of the guys, one of the guys can't even help himself. Says, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. And, and then he goes like, he's like, look, I've got a lot of money. He slips her some money. He says, go on a date with me. She's like, fine. I'm like, I want to walk through the world. This writer thinks he lives in. <laughs> yes. He gives her the maximum. He gives her is $200, right? Yeah. It's two. But bills. then, but then she's like, okay, I'll have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, but I got I to gotta finish my shift first. I want to make $240. Tonight. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so yeah, and now it's time for him to get into an argument with his buddy Trigger over which of them has more game, right? Mm, which right. is better yes. at picking up the ladies. Right. So Trigger decides to take up the challenge. He's going to go pick himself up a hot chick. Now, we only see them talking from a distance because the writer would be damned if he was going to try to write more pickup lines. I mean, I think he'd pretty much nailed it with the drink your ass. How he was going to how was he going to go up from there? <laughs> so he but he picks up a lady without giving her two hundred dollars, brags about it, and then wanders off to fuck her. Yep. Oh, they awkwardly kiss first. So they stand mm -hmm. in front of everybody. They awkwardly kiss. And then one of his hype men in the back says, playa, playa, playa. <laughs> On repeat for about six, six Like, like so. he's a phone alarm that yeah. you're like <laughs> desperately trying to shut off at the opera. I do. I do. I have to say, though, I love that these guys are each other's hype man, though. I mean, these guys really do like each other a lot, and they are very excited when the other one scores. They're no, super they excited about it. I've never been that invested for a friend, but I appreciate that someone out there is. <laughs> All right. So now we get one of the most insane things that we're going to... Well, I have top three most insane things we're going to see uh, in this whole movie. So 
this uh, trigger and the woman he's just picked up, they go to some room to fuck. Um, and there's the awkward space work moment. So the, the, the thing is, she's supposed to be drugging him or something. But the, the part where she takes the drugs out and puts them in the cup take too long. They've run out of dialogue. So she has to ask him, like, are you thirsty two different times and yeah. shit, you know? <laughs> and he doesn't reply with, I want to drink your ass. Like, I don't know why that doesn't come up. She wasn't there for you can use that line now. It's, yeah. it's a new line. <laughs> exactly. Also, it's a new to be line. clear, she opens a bottle, a very clearly oh, store bought yeah. bottle of date rape drugs and drops. Multivitamins. Yeah, yeah. right. Drops, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Drops a, silver. <laughs> drops a multivitamin the size of my fist <laughs> into his red Kool-Aid, which she has yeah. exactly yeah. two cup. cups of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me go to the bathroom and get a drink for us of this red liquid. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, he's so she drugs him and then she's like, hey, what wouldn't it be sexy if I blindfolded and handcuffed you? And he's like, how oh, that would be just robbing. OK, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> His response is. I hate being both blindfolded and handcuffed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's I'm black. Not even I, I mean, well, no, wait, there's uh, not cops in this universe. Never mind. Uh, yeah. And she's like, Meh, and he's like, no, no, it's fine, fine. You can handcuff me and blindfold me. Yeah. So she handcuffs him and blindfolds him, and then she leaves, and this gigantic white dude comes in to fuck him instead. John Cena. <sighs> and <Person>. again, <laughs> okay, so here's my question. Does the movie think this is funny? I don't oh, that's know. That's interesting. Right? Oh. Yeah, well, okay. Yes it, yes, it does. Yes, it does. But that is revealing something that happens later on. So, yes, it does think it's funny, but it's, something, but it's because of the dialogue that happens later. It certainly isn't played for comedy. <laughs> no, it's not. But, like, it is later. It's referred back to. At least it becomes a running joke eventually. But, yeah, that's the thing is that this movie has so little sensitivity about what it's talking about that you really don't know if they're like, do they think it's funny when because when a dude gets raped? I, yeah. Who knows? Also, also, do they think somehow a giant buff dude has a hard time finding other dudes to fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that he has to go right. through this Jesus elaborate Christ. process like, to rape someone. Like all he has to do is just be like, hey, here's the deal. I like to fuck guys, but I like to keep it on the DL. And every single gay guy out there is like, yes, sir. Like, no problem. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think I'm gay and I'd probably be down for Like, you know, you'd have to buy me a drink or two. <laughs> I think that guy gets I'm what he sorry, wants. I'm sorry, free you know red I mean? Kool-Aid, sir. I am in. <laughs> and drugs? Mm. You have Red Kool-Aid with a multivitamin? Oh, you had me. <laughs> All right. So now uh, uh, fucking Justin Timberfake is ready to leave with the ass decanter waitress. Uh, we have some vital. How will we fit everyone <laughs> in the car? Dialogue. This is yeah. why this movie is amazing. Look, people will talk about this movie. And they'll be like, "Oh, you got to see the scene with the rape," and "Oh, you got to see the scene with the, the mom." No, 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 no. This is what makes this movie <laughs> yeah, right. This is what I will think about on my deathbed. Is this scene where he's like, "My car only fits five people, man, and there's seven of us." All right, well, yeah. how about I call an Uber? Well, I can't because my phone is out of minutes. <laughs> yeah, Your phone is always out of minutes. All right, it's, it's Chekhov's phone. It gets introduced <laughs> way early in, yes. the, in the script. Something has to happen with Chekhov's phone eventually. You can't. It cannot. There's no way you could introduce a plot point like this and not resolve. It. No, no, but when they do resolve it, it's like as if like 
Chekhov just cleaned the gun and put it back on the wall, right? <laughs> I guess that's true. All right, so now we cut back to Trigger. He has uh, just been anally raped by giant John Cena dude. <laughs> and they, like, and look, again, this is, this is an uncomfortable scene, right? Like a movie that was well-made, this would still be an uncomfortable scene. Sure. This is not well-made, which makes it kind of like, it's funny, right? Like, I mean, it's done so poorly that it's like, first of all, okay, he's handcuffed, but not to anything. Nope. Right. Yeah. So like, that yeah. was a whole big thing was like, no, I was handcuffed. So I couldn't go get away. It's like, no, you can still just walk off. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm wearing handcuffs. That's like safe for, for getting <laughs> fucked in the ass. And also, like, okay. So the, the, the rapist had sent it like paid a 12 year old kid and said, Hey, go in there and unlock this guy's handcuffs. But they have to play out the scene where, like, they can't find the key and, oh, it's over there and, no, it's under, oh, it must be under those sheets. Like, for no fucking reason, just to make this last that much longer. Yeah, I want the kid to cough and start gesturing for a tip at the end of the scene. (laughs) Anything else I can get you, just let me know. Uh, Also, the kid kid has to, like, weirdly volunteer things. Like, I'm only 12 years old and... Oh, this is the first time I've ever seen that woman. <laughs> like he's just like it's like what is this? Is it like you're not being questioned by the police right now, kid? <laughs> Calm down. I am establishing my character. Goodbye forever. <laughs> All right, so we go back to the sample unit hangout. Now it's time to fucking resolve the phone subplot. Oh, you're right. You're right. We watch him call his phone company and make a phone payment. We watched the fucking person at the phone company answer, right? Yep. Like we yep. cut to the lady on the phone, which is, by the way, is just some lady they know sitting in that same room, but pushed all the way to the edge. So it yep. was like an office. Yes. Yeah. Very real office. I am not outside near the air conditioner. How can I help you? <laughs> Smoking a cigarette with a headset on, reading, <laughs> clearly reading the script right now. <laughs> We watch him get put on fucking hold. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We too. stay on hold with him. That's how yeah, bad this movie do. is. And then one second later, we cut to him having already done that, and the phone will never come up again. And that was the point of that in the movie. Yep. There was oh, amazing. There was a four scene arc to he paid his phone bill. <laughs> all that time on it amazing okay so Uh, now trigger shows up to hang out with the boys but he's acting pretty weird i was like hey man what happened that last night we saw you and he's like did not get raped by john cena no acting weird trig it's like you got to stick up your butt or something something's weird about you (laughs) so so he has to lie i love this too he has to lie about what happened you know because he doesn't want his friends to know so he pretends that he had uh, like a threesome with that hot chick and her friend and we flash back to his lie because yeah, they right. wanted to shoot a threesome scene. Yep, exactly. But I have a theory <laughs> that they tried to like surprise these actresses with it because what actually they shoot is the scene from before where the she's kissing him. And then the other girl just sort of walks in the room and is like, this looks fun. and then she just dives right in Uh, another amazing believable line right before that girl comes in the girl's on the phone and she's like oh what am I doing I'm trying to get my fuck on is what she says (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have that tattooed across my stomach (laughs) all right and now it's the 111th day since that 
dude caught a glimpse of his mom's yeah. boob. <laughs> and this is the greatest scene in the fucking movie, it right? It is. It is. Because it's just Justin Timberfake fucking the waitress girl. And that's it. Yep. The fourth sex scene in this movie. It's not the waitress girl, guys. Oh, no? It's it's the phone lady. It's the lady that was on the phone the previous scene. Oh. They're, they're, they're talking about being put on hold. That, like, all the conversation you can't really hear, but if you have headphones on, you can hear what they're talking about. And she's, like, talking about how, I'm glad you finally talked to my boss and after you got put on hold. Like, they're talking about the hold conversation. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we're supposed to, I'm sorry, wait, we're supposed to believe that he's so good at paying his phone bill that... He managed to fuck the girl that put him on hold 51 days later. You're supposed to believe that. And this is one that this is the scene where they name him. Yes. This is where this is is finally where the scene where they give him a name. What name do they go with Cecil? They call him Timster. Timster. (laughs) Some people call me Timster. Yeah. Every yeah, time yeah. they said that for the rest of the movie, I had yeah. to pause and wipe tears yeah. from my yeah. eyes. Timster. It's Timster, guys. We couldn't think of a better nickname than Timster. At the end of this scene, right, he goes to motorboat this actress, but she <laughs> he does. she doesn't have a particularly ample bosom. She's lovely. Yeah. So instead, he just grates his face across her <laughs> ribcage to the horror and discomfort of everyone involved. Yes. <laughs> All right. So with that very important scene out of the way, we fast forward to day 161. Oh, God. Uh, we get mom coming home. Mark sees her in the yard. He wants to make up with mom and dad and come back to the house now. But dad would never allow that. Hey, mom, I got you this dirty old picnic basket. (laughs) I didn't even know what that was. By the way, this entire scene, there is a guy who is like, I don't give a fuck about your movie. I got to get into the car. He's just walking through the background. He's just taking shit out of the fucking backseat, putting it in the front seat and shit. Oh, he was so much more interesting than the dialogue. (laughs) Yeah, and he doesn't want to move. She's like, he he comes up to his mom. He's like, mom, I just miss you. And she's like, well, I don't think you can, you can come back. He's like, I don't want to move back in. I just want to, you know, kind of have a maternal relationship with benefits. That's all I'm looking for. Here, mom. Come on. You can't turn me down, can you? So, yeah, so mom goes inside, tells dad that that Mark was outside and, and, and wanted to, like, be their son again. At which point, because, of course, the, anytime these two are on scene, they have to start making out like gross 14 year olds or something. <laughs> she sits in his lap. She comes yeah. inside and yeah. sits in his lap. Yeah. 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 They start making out. She says, oh, Mark was outside. So he throws her from his lap. <laughs> Literally throws her off <laughs> and says, no, he can't come back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because he controls. And then she asks, can I see him? And he's like, no, you can never see him again because I control every aspect of your mo- of your existence. It all belongs to me. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Also, she's 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 like, I need to change. She's like, I got to go change. And she stands up to walk away. You're like, you're already in your club dress. That's what you wear when you sit on the couch. Come on. <laughs> all right. So now the title cards have given up any pretense that they weren't just fucking with me the whole time. And it says the very next day. I cried with laughter when I saw that title card. The very next day. 
So Mark's in a coffee shop secretly meeting with his mom. Uh, one of the many things they don't get about the time dimension is how long it takes to walk off and order a coffee and come back with one. It's, it, it turns out it's 13 seconds. Now. Oh, okay. <laughs> the barista threw it at her as she was walking up. I Here, have this coffee. It's free. Uh, Bye. I timed it. It was 13 seconds. She walks away. She literally turns around and walks right back on the screen with it. Piping hot, piping hot, empty cup of coffee for you to hold. They can't even like pretend that it has liquid in it because as soon as he gets it, he like turns it halfway sideways. Yeah, right. Awesome. And what's most amazing isn't the fact that they think that it only takes 13 seconds. What's amazing is that we just sit there for 13 seconds watching Mark wait for his coffee. (laughs) Yep. This is the part of the movie where I started, like, I wondered what's the worst cancer I would volunteer for to get out of watching this. Because like, I started, it was like I missed a couple movies in a row. They, they, like, I'd have to have a pretty bad cancer before they would say, no, do you go ahead and take this one off too, Noah? I got the colorectal by the end of it, but it, I started off with, like, ear cancer. Yeah, and, and again, they only stay in this cafe for 30 seconds, right? Because yep, yep, yep. he's like, so, how's that? And she's like, pretty mad at you. Anyway, gotta go. I had exactly 30 <laughs> seconds at this cafe to spare. <laughs> We're done with our three lines of dialogue. So long. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So now it's the 180th day. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> We're at uh, we're at some part of somebody's house that they're going to pretend is a restaurant. And Marcus, remember Marcus? Obviously not. He was the guy that was dating the sister that got beat up by the sledgehammer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. So now he's trying to pick up poor man Sarah Silverman. (laughs) But hold on. Before before she gets, she does order a drink. And here's what the waiter says. Here's the mocha you requested. (laughs) (laughs) Here is the chocolate sauce. Cow milk combination <laughs> you demanded in exchange for goods and services. <laughs> yeah, and okay, so uh, once again, we get some of this great pickup line artistry from, from oh, the so writer good. here. Right, so the guy starts up and he's like, hey, is this seat taken? And she's like, I'm very clearly studying and don't want to talk to you. He's like, all right, well, what if we talk on Friday night? <laughs> he says to her, he says, I have this written down because it's amazing. He says... I'm Marcus, by the way. What's yours? <laughs> it's amazing. I have written that down. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. It's so good, though. Oh, man. So, yeah, no. Okay, so, like, and, and I, kudos to this character. She's the only person that reacts sanely to this movie's idea of flirting. She's just like, go the fuck away, and then walks off. Now, later on in the movie, he will show up for a date with this girl. Yep. Apparently, it worked. Off screen <laughs> at some point. Yeah, she says, the, the, she ends the conversation with, in your fucking dreams, and then closes her book and storms off. And I'm just like, holy shit, that means something else in this universe. <laughs> yes, in so. your fucking dreams means date next week. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So meanwhile, back at the gang apartment, everybody's doing a magic trick together. But Trick isn't enjoying it because he's having rape flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's really starting to break down over that rape that happened 98 days ago. So he starts crying and wanders back to the bathroom. And there's like, you know, there's the whole like, there's no crying in card tricks moment. All his friends (laughs) fuck with him. And one of the guys is just like, ruined my magic trick. (laughs) And the guy literally says, ruined my magic trick. He does. So, okay, so Mark follows Trigger back into the bathroom. And he's like, hey, man, what's what's going on? 
And he's like, okay, don't tell anybody. But that night when I said I had that threesome with this girl, I actually got handcuffed and raped by a giant white guy. It's like, no, she didn't blindfold you, did she? No, 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 no. <laughs> like he's he's in a car, he's huddled in the corner at a certain point because the guy, he says, so she she put handcuffs and blindfolded me. And he's like, no, God, no, no, you didn't let her do that, did you? No way. Yeah, he get, reacts way too early. He's like, so yeah. <laughs> we went into the house and you got fucked by John Cena. I know, I'm in the movie. <laughs> I love to his effort to talk down his PTSD rape victim friend is yeah. to say, man, you can't let stuff bring you down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what he said. Also, there's one other amazing line in here where he goes, the, the guy says, but instead someone else walked in to which he replies, <laughs> what do you mean someone else walks in? Like not her? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what <laughs> else could he possibly have meant? That is precisely so what someone else means. Thank oh, you. God. Oh, it's so amazing. And at a certain point, he starts to tell the guy, like he tries to console him by saying, don't worry, you were drunk. That means you're not fully gay. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that, I don't even know what you're trying to reassure him with, with you were drunk. Ugh. What are you trying to reassure him with? I, I don't even want to have this explained to me. <laughs> right. So Mark... Mark is like, don't worry, I'll go kill her, right? And he's like, no, oh, yeah, you can't yeah. tell anybody. And so, so he's gonna murder her, but but not tell people why. I feel like yeah. that could end up <laughs> awkward, right? Yeah. <laughs> Please, no. This is for Trig. Whoa, dude! You just shot that lady who had sex with Trig. Oh. Why? I was, you know, just cause. Just cause? Yeah, you know, just, you know. Did she do something to Trig? What? No, no, she, oh, well, actually, you know what? She fucked him too good is what she did. So I, I, I shot her. Hold on. You shot her for fucking Trig too good. That is what I came up with. Yes, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Good thing the cops don't exist in this universe, huh? Right? All right. So, yeah. And by the way, if we're wondering what a great guy Mark is, he walks out of the bathroom and he immediately turns to all the friends and goes, man, you ain't gonna believe this shit. Trigger got butt fucked by some dude at the party that night. They he say butt-fucked so many times. Oh, my God. Scene. Yep. I yep. haven't said, read, or heard the term butt-fucked. For like 20 years. And yeah. I don't ever need to hear it again. <laughs> you got your films. I, I, I want to say like, oh, that's hyperbole. But that's like literally what they said. It's like, dude, he totally got butt fucked, yo. And they're yeah. like, no, did he get butt fucked? Yeah, he got butt fucked. Butt fucked, you say? Yeah, butt fucked. <laughs> really I, it's like it's the medical term within this movie. Like I wanted a doctor. Mm, it seems like you've been butt fucked in the fourth degree. And again, uh, are they playing this for comedy? They are. Yeah. At this point, they I are, right? Because so. everybody's giggling so. about him getting raped. Yeah. Right. And then they come out. They come out. The guy comes out and gets mad. And then they have like a hug fight for a minute. There's <laughs> like a like a weird, awkward hug fight where like one guy's trying to hold the other guy back, but they don't clearly don't want to touch each other. And so they're like, 
they're kind of doing that mime thing where you press a hand against another hand. You know what I mean? Like it's like like they're they're lo- they're both locked in a box, but those boxes are slowly collapsing in on each other. It was a really strange moment in this movie. Yeah, I mean, well, it played like you know. You have, have you ever like gone to fight somebody and like assuming that everyone was going to hold you back and then they didn't? <laughs> right. It, yes, it certainly exactly played it. like that moment. Uh, All right. So now. We move back to Marcus, the girl that turned him down. Now he's showing up for the date that apparently he has with her. Mm-hmm. And he catches her making out with the sister, Catherine. The title card, by the way, for this scene is two hours early. <laughs> yep. And then and the, the opening line is Marcus going, well, I'm two hours early. <laughs> That's what he says, too. So, yeah. So uh, studying chick and sister chick are making out because that's right. The director wanted to convince the two of them to do some lesbian stuff. Yeah, right. Yep. Right. And by the way, Marcus responds to this by saying, wait, when did you say you were gay? Do you have to declare that kind of thing? Yeah, Is it like <laughs> customs? <laughs> you get a special stamp in your passport for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This is where I came up with my meta theory for this movie. Are you ready? This is my theory about this movie. This movie is made of a combination of old porno scripts they found, (laughs) like gay porn, (laughs) straight porn, incest porn, and they just like cut out all the fucking and turned it into this movie. Well, most of most of the fucking. Yeah, no, (laughs) that's. I love that the, in this scene, they pronounce loudly, do you want to have a threesome? Like, they say that out loud. They're like, do you want to have a threesome? Yes, I would like to have a threesome. And then they look at Marcus and Marcus like, fuck that shit. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, yeah. you idiot? Because <laughs> Marcus is like, mm, not for me. <laughs> yeah. No, as, as a matter of fact, he's very disappointed on both of, in both of his dates for wanting to have sex with the wrong gender. Right? Like, that's how they play this is like, Oh, man, wouldn't it be disappointing if you showed up for your date and the girl you were dating was making out with some other girl and wanted you to have sex with both of them? Like, that's the way the scene plays out. (laughs) All right. So now, dad, the dad character, is at a mechanic's office to pay off a gangster little person. That's right. Is what's happening in the movie. Okay. Wait a second. I need... To talk about the surprise little person. (laughs) This movie surprises you with and never Uh, acknowledges a little person. Right. In what way are they supposed to acknowledge him, Eli? Oh, you're a little person. That's what you do. You acknowledge when there's a little person (laughs) in your movie. So what Uh, I found most baffling about this wasn't the fact that there was a little person in it. It was the fact that, like, all of a sudden... The dad character has a $40,000 debt to a gang that hasn't come up until this point and is about to get killed over it. This will never come up again or have more context. No, he's going to get killed. He's going to get killed for it. Why is he going to get killed for it by the by the little person? Because he's a little short. That's why. (laughs) That's why he's going to get killed. (laughs) And then Mark appears and is just like, oh, you can have my share. And then I will give you the rest of the gang that we are all in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so mob boss is like, all right, that's cool. Then I won't break your dad's leg. But he does make his chubby bodyguard make him kiss his son's feet, though, before he leaves. He's like, chubby bodyguard, can you contort my 
my <laughs> this person here onto the ground and make him kiss his son's feet. And the chubby got bodyguard complies. Yeah, so they can't quite do it though. So they yeah. just sort of jerk the dad around by his jacket for a little bit and then yes. abandon it. And he makes the same sound as that as he did when he got choked out. He's just like <laughs> But the key is that now that Mark has paid off dad's mob debt, he's allowed to come back to the house like a good son. And when dad leaves, they turn to each other and they're like, classic ruse, the old paying off your dad's unacknowledged mob debt to a little person with your share of their empire, which we also never mentioned. No. Movie plot, uh, technically. All right. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. To reach an act break, you'd need a plot. I'm a realist that needs a break. So we're going to take one of those after I give the rest of this shit fest the hard sell. Here we go. Will this take a last second stab at being a Christian movie after all? Will Cecil ever speak to us again? No. Can our friendship be salvaged after this? No. Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the bombastic conclusion of Deadly Attraction. Hey, Mark, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, man, what's up? So so it's about Tyler. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, really great. Um, do you think it's a, a little little odd? Sorry, do you think it it stands out that he's um, you know, like just he's a little person. Is that the term? Yep, that's the term. No, I don't think it stands out. Why? I mean, do you, do you have a problem with little people? What? No, not at all. It's just that I want to, it's just, I think he's, it feels, I don't know. I want to say surprising. Surprise. Is wow, that the word dude. I'm looking for? Surprising? Because he's a little person. Well, maybe. I mean, I'm not just. Oh, it's, no. Yeah. You think we should warn the audience. Oh, oh, watch out. Here comes a little person and four. No, three, no it's fine. Two. It's fine. Okay. You you're sure? Born, no. You sure? I mean, fine. we'd hate for our audience to accidentally think we think that little people are just human okay, beings that are okay. as much deserving of respect. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Sorry I brought it up. Right. Hello, fellas. Oh, hey. Hi. I was thinking for my son, maybe I could wear the stovepipe hat, you know? Like, that's my gangster thing. I wear a big stovepipe hat. Seriously? What? Yeah, what? No, never mind. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm the stovepipe gangster. You're so cool, dude. Right? And we're back for more of this shit. And we're going to start off 220 days after the inciting tits event. But the title card wants to spice it up again a bit, I guess. So instead of saying 222nd day, it says... It's the 222nd day. <laughs> this is where I realized that the reason all of these title cards are so insane is because someone like wrote them all out and then they were like, this is boring. It just says the same thing over <laughs> yep, and over again. Yep. They were considered in isolation. <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, this scene is so good, too, because their family's all hanging in a house at home. Mom, dad and, and Catherine and Catherine and mom are talking. Dad gets a phone call, mm -hmm. but they don't know how to mic that. Right. So he just starts moving his lips, but not talking. <laughs> just bam, 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 bam. And nodding, nodding at the phone, too. Yes. He does yeah, that right. several times. Yeah. <laughs> and also the, the dialogue again between the mom and the daughter is, are you not going to talk to me? Do you not want to socialize with us? That's what she says while they're sitting. Yeah. And she's like, I, I, I'm just busy. I'm on my phone. Oh, my God. No one can improv anything in this movie. <laughs> it's so sad. I am here with hands and feet all the days. 
You wonder if these people talk, right? Like just in yeah. regular right. life. Right. Um, or if they're kept in Plato's cave in between shoots or yeah. something. <laughs> if you told me that this was like the project of an ESL class where something horrible had happened halfway through the year. All right, but, they, but uh, after Dad gets off the phone, they learn that uh, Mark is going to move back in. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's bullshit. You shouldn't let him move back out, uh, back in. And I'm like, you know, you're 31, so maybe you just... <laughs> Work shit out just, for yourself. Why don't, you, why don't you just cash in your 401k? You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she storms off throwing her blankie in mom's sandwich. That's how she leaves the scene. <laughs> yep. She takes the blankie that she's had since she was a little baby that she has to sit on the couch with and throw it in mom's sandwich because they still <laughs> haven't got a TV tray yet. <laughs> All right. So now the title card cuts in and says 223rd day. Oh, Mark God. moves back home. So I'm pretty sure we've circled back around and nothing having happened now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, sis is stressing out because Mark is homicidal. Mom and dad are, of course, mid foreplay when this scene with them starts because <laughs> the scene with them is starting. Yep. And oh. he goes into like. Rub it in slash choke fight her for a second. And again, like. The acting of this movie is not what worries me. It's the total lack of fight choreography. Because yeah. when he goes in and starts to choke her, he just actually chokes the actress for a second. So she like stabs him in the rib with her elbow and he's like, oh, okay. Um, grr, yeah. Grr, grr. <laughs> yeah. And so he chokes her and says that he's going to kill her and she better not piss him off. And then he walks away and we spend like a minute and a half with her timidly checking the door to see if he's gone or whatever. I Yeah. Unsure of what she was going for, but the choice I'm getting was, was that shellfish bad? Oh, that shellfish was definitely <laughs> bad. <laughs> and she's also in her room with a sofa. Like, she has an, a sofa in her room. Like, lady, you have all the furniture. You can move out anytime. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now the title tells us, or the title card tells us that 240 days has gone by. <laughs> this is this is Again. the hooker scene, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So Mark has to say he's he's got a plan. You see, on how to get his dad out of the way once and for all. Now, if you've been paying a lot of attention, you'll remember Dad is a recovering alcoholic. Right. So Mark has left a bunch of beers on the table with "Drink Me" written on them, <laughs> and hired a couple of sex workers to what. Like, move sexually about his father when his mom comes in, right? It's the fucking... These sex workers... Oh, yeah. Trying to make small talk. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, Doing God, the, like, the shop flirting. talk hooker stuff. Oh, it's oh The ones... Because they're trying to make everything sexual because they're hookers, so they're trying to, like, have sex with Mark, but he, he wants them to have sex with his dad. So he's like, why don't we play some cards? And they're like, we play strip poker. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. At which point, one of them holds the cards <laughs> yes. in the wrong direction, yes. facing away from her and goes, <laughs> I have, looks down, realizes she is looking at the wrong side of the card and goes, 
I have. (laughs) (laughs) So amazing. That was the best I've ever seen. The best bad space work I've ever seen is that girl looking at the backs of her fucking cards with a hand facing us and not turning it around. (laughs) And the shop talk was, how was last night? Just a normal everyday guy. And then she asked the other girl, she says, what are you going to do tonight? Oh, I'm going to go out tonight. Girl night? Girl time, all girls, all girls tonight. This is definitely written by an insult. Yeah, yeah, right. Definitively written by an insult. So, so eventually we cut into dad. He's drunk now. The the hookers come in and start like springing the prostitute trap. And I feel like mom's supposed to come in and catch him, like with these with these two uh, hookers. And I feel like she missed her cue. Because the sex workers have run out of shit to do long before she comes into the scene. And now they're just slinking up and down for no fucking reason. One of the girls goes down on her knees, right? Because that's where the scene was supposed to end. But it didn't. So she just gets back up up. And she goes down and she goes, are we doing squats? Is that what we're doing on the screen? She starts doing burpees in front of them. (laughs) And I love that this dude is 100% blackout drunk off three Coronas. Dude is out. Yeah, so, of course, mom walks in and she's like, hey, what are you doing with these fully dressed women who refused to get naked even though we offered them an extra 50 bucks? (laughs) But she's done with this drunken asshole. She tells him to get the fuck out. She's like, pack your bags and get the fuck out. Wait, sorry. I'm going to go put on a skimpy negligee and then yep. sit snootily in the bed. Then you can pack your bag and get the fuck out. And be very careful because you got to get all your hangered clothes out and put them in the, put them <laughs> in the hanger bag. Listener, if you were worried camera. that we weren't going to watch dad pack everything, <laughs> do not worry. We see him roll up socks. Oh, you know how when you go into your garment bag and you try to put hangers on, you can only put like three on at a time or whatever. pinch. He does that. (laughs) (laughs) All while sadly being like, I've been kicked out of my I'm sorry for that drunken (laughs) prostitute near sex that I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry I drank three beers and had two girls stand near me. (laughs) Can we ever repair our relationship? (laughs) I don't think so. So yeah, mom... Uh, actress tries to cry, and I cry in 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 solidarity with her. And then, okay, this is so great. Dad goes to leave, right? Because he's been kicked out of the house. <laughs> he passes the sister in the living room. It is now broad goddamn daylight outside, even though this was all happening at night. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says to the sister, the sister's kid, oh, hey, Dad, how you doing? Your mom just kicked me out. Oh, dad, you're such a joker. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm serious. Our relationship, our 20-year relationship has ended with your mother. I'll never speak to her again. Good luck in all your endeavors. And then he just <laughs> run ahead and then he goes. <laughs> but the scene can't end until we look back through the window at Mark steepling his fingers sinisterly. <laughs> right. But you know what? It's hard to play a mwahaha through giant fucking lilac bushes, which is what he's doing. <laughs> You have to watch it for a second and go, oh, I'm supposed to be looking through the window. That's Mark. I see. Uh, Got Jesus. it. All right. So now it's that night again. Oh, God. I It's re that night. Mark sees his mom passed out on the couch and he's like, oh, maybe I should give you a shoulder massage, mom. And she's like, yeah, that's not an inappropriate thing at all for my son to do. 
<laughs> she's wearing like she's also wearing like a like her bust is like windowed in like another club dress. Yeah. Like it's one of those like it comes around the neck, but there's a big opening for the cleave right in the center there for him to. And she's clearly, again, in a dress napping on the couch like you do, guys, when you want to get comfortable ladies at home. We know you don't put on your sweatpants and your big puffy shirt. No, no, no you go get in your club dress and put your makeup on. That's what you do. Time for a nap, just this cocktail dress. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's this great moment where he has this, like, pen is blue fight with his hands that want to grab his mom's boobs. <laughs> right? He goes full he Dr. Strange love, grabs the tits. Yeah. He definitely grabs them. <laughs> so mom freaks out. She's like, hey, I'm your mom. You can't grab my boobs. She says, um, she says, you can't touch me on my freaking tits. <laughs> she goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm massaging you. And she goes, on my freaking tits? <laughs> she will repeat on my freaking tits several times throughout yeah, the scene. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it plays like they didn't tell her that's what the scene was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So she tells Mark to get the fuck away from her. Sis wanders in. I love this moment because sis wanders in and mom says, you know, I'm starting to think that Mark might be unstable. <laughs> yeah, before she says that, her line is, what has gotten into this world is what she says previously to that. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. Uh, the sister's like, mom, you should kick him out. I'm like, why don't we call the cops about that attempted homicide earlier this year? That would also get rid of him. All right. So me, okay, now we got to cut back to Trigger because this movie's completely forgotten the Trigger got raped by John Cena plot line. So we show uh, Trigger like hunting down that 12-year-old kid that untied him. Right. Nothing yeah. will come of that. Yeah. Nope. Kid just walks right by. <laughs> yep. That's we the only the, know of it scene. because the friends are like, where's Trigger? And one of them, again, to uproarious laughs, is like, probably getting butt-fucked again, am yep, I right? Exactly butt-fucked. Turns straight to camera, looks in my eyes, <laughs> crawls out of the TV and presses his forehead against mine. Butt-fucked. Butt-fucked. That's exactly how it felt, too. Oh my god! So, uh, so Trigger comes by. Um, he's still not very happy with Mark for telling everybody how raped he got. Right, right before he comes into the door, though, there's a magic cut where he like like uh, Timster's on one side of the room. Then the door gets a knock, and then Timster is on the couch, and they did not edit this. I mean, like it no. literally is just slapped together yes. as quickly as you could put two things together. There's not even like a fade between the two. No, my no. note is just: Did this scene just cut to this scene? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Trigger comes in, and he's like, "Mark, I'm still mad at you." And he's like, "Calm down." Get butt fucked again, butt fuck, butt fuck, butt fuck, <laughs> and then, and then Mark needs to meet with two of the unnamed friend characters in the kitchen for some plotting. Right? He needs yep. his unnamed friend characters to go do something mysterious for him. Yeah, they don't tell you that. You think it, it, it might be that they're going to just go to like pay a sign guy to make a huge trig as a butt fucker sign, but you're not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Could be something else. 
Right, okay, so now we cut to these three sneaking around behind some house. Oh, no, no. Before they do, the fat guy has to put on 45 sweatshirts before he leaves. <laughs> yes! He has, to, he has to put four sweatshirts on in a row. <laughs> he looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in, like, a bull's hoodie. It's awesome. And I, I got to take issue with sneaking around. They are... Oh, yeah. No. I want to say jogging in slow motion is what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hiding behind an old dirty washer that's clearly been broken for years. And also is nowhere near big enough to cover them from anyone who might be looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah reason to do it. So they break into this house. It turns out this is uh, his house, uh, uh, Mark's house. And Mark's buddies, the ones that he, you know, the, the favor that he asked of them, I guess, is could you please break into my house and gang rape my mother while I watch? Yes. Yes, that's that is what happens in the movie. And look, (laughs) like this scene is horrifying for so many reasons. Uh But the actors are so uncomfortable that the gang rape takes four seconds. Like you see both of these actors be like, uh, uh, sorry, Mrs. Johnson. All right, your turn, man. <laughs> oh, and it's it's filmed with all the delicacy of a McDonald's training video. Like the people have no idea what they're shooting here. It is so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. You also see them going through the steps of sex and they keep missing them. Like you'd be like, I'm gonna unzip my fly and now I pull out. Wait, damn it, fuck darling. <laughs> One of them asks the other one while he's on top. He's like, are you going to use a Jimmy? And the guy responds, you didn't use a Jimmy is what he says right afterwards. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that that doesn't preclude you from doing it. You don't have to. You don't have to glide into second, dude. You can. It's okay. You could put one in. We're not really worried about consistency. Just look at these title cards. Uh, And then as they leave. They turn to Mark and they're like, I mean, we can't just leave her lying there on the kitchen floor. We're not monsters. <laughs> <laughs> there was this very weird, hey, guys, great job raping my mom. A uh, couple of notes, but uh, yes. all in all, I think it was very successful. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to give him a, a feedback sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he compliments their commitment to the gang rape. And then, Jesus fucking Christ, the, his friends are like, man, I'm pretty hardcore, but even I wouldn't hire people to gang rape my mother. You're pretty yeah. hardcore. What? They, like, they give him a talking to about the rape they just committed. <laughs> the rape. Honestly, so for- I don't want... I don't want to call you out in front of other people because I don't want to make this about your embarrassment. And I know I committed rape for you just now, <laughs> but I feel like you stepped over the line. <laughs> But you're like, dude, you were the one licking my mom's face a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm just a vessel, all right? I do what I'm told. I'm a fucking professional. Oh, God. I've never felt less comfortable about joking about anything that I've joked about. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so then we have the scene where uh, Catherine gets home and finds her mom laying in the kitchen oh, yeah. after just having yeah. been raped. Um, And it, 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 this, again, there's nothing they can't fuck up in this movie. The number of, because we're just watching mom lay in the kitchen and we hear the sister coming home and walking around the house and saying, mom, I'm home. But she says that like a ridiculous number of times. It's yeah. Stewie Griffin level. <laughs> mama, 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 mom, mom, mommy, mommy. All yep. right. Yep. All right, so meanwhile, the rape troop is returning to the party. <laughs> rape 
And, and this party Jesus is just Christ. so oh. clearly a garage. Right? I would not drink a beverage that had passed through that fucking room. I'm going to stop you guys there because one of the guys says, no shit, this is a nice ass party. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to what you can see with your eyes, this is a nice party. So, uh, meanwhile, and then in the background, we see giant rapist John Cena guy. He's there with his bait girl. Yeah. He's just chilling in the doorway, you know, yeah. like you do when you're getting ready to rape another person. Yeah. So, bait girl goes after killer, the, the Asian friend of theirs, right? Yeah. Chinese on the menu tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and Trigger recognizes her. He's like, hey, that's the girl that tricked me into getting raped. <laughs> so then we get the revenge scene, which is somehow less comfortable than the anal rape scene. <laughs> they so they point a gun at her and they say, again, I don't know what this movie is supposed to be, but in total seriousness, one of them goes, a friend got butt fucked because of you. <laughs> yeah. I just, I want to insert butt fucked into all of the like most powerful yeah. moments in all of cinema. <laughs> Did someone buck fuck my daughter in there? Like I just want all of it. I want all of cinema ruined by the word butt fucked. <laughs> she kind of gets snapped out of it for a second. She's like, do you hear you? Because I can hear you when you say that. Yeah, so then we watch this group of friends beat up a woman until she tells them who the yeah. rapist was. Yeah, little enhanced interrogation techniques going on there for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. They give her a couple slaps. They pistol whip her, pull her by her hair. She finally caves. She caves eventually. Right. They always do, um, which is why torture is okay, kids. <laughs> That's why torture works, guys. Come on. <laughs> and then, get okay. The program. But then his friends have to go get the giant John Cena guy. Now, this guy is enormous. He's like, <laughs> a like, right, the scene where they're dragging him out. They have these two guys that are just yeah. tiny, tiny little men compared to him yeah. dragging him around. Like, it's obvious that they can't even fake that. So he's like, guys, I'll walk. Just I'm, I'm going to walk this way. Just they hold might as well come into the room with riding on his shoulders. Like, <laughs> I've tamed him. <laughs> well, what's crazy is how that scene starts is the, the John Cena guy is just chilling in the doorway, kind of like he's doing the motion with his eyes, like go for the Asian one. I want the Asian one tonight. I'm feeling like that tonight. And the girl goes over, starts talking to the Asian guy, and he's still standing there. Then they realize it's her. They walk up to her, grab her, go, run her through a series of enhanced interrogation, like we mentioned earlier. The whole time, John Cena is kind of standing yep. behind him. Then he eventually disappears. And they're like, where'd he go? Oh, there he is in the other room. Hide behind that chair. <laughs> he was. He was ducked just... behind a chair. And they <laughs> run in and grab him. <laughs> so then they drag him back out. Mark shoots him. And then the girl, too. He shoots yeah. both John Cena and the girl. This plot line is now over. That was it. Yeah. She she does do a little bit of overacting theater beforehand, oh. though, begging for her life. Afterwards, Holy too. Holy shit. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's lay it on a little thick here. She's like, please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. She's like, she like breaks down, hyperventilates on the ground for a few minutes. It's really kind of embarrassing. You're like, get a hold of yourself, lady. Have some self-respect. <laughs> Just your life. Jesus. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Oh, and then they, they he shoots her and then they, they all have to run off. I love they have this lingering shot of her and John Cena dead on the floor. Yep. And 
She, but she's still like lolling around, even though she's supposed to be dead. You know, she's like, oh, yeah. I guess my head would rock this and then back this way, probably. And then yeah. <laughs> amazing. All right. So now Mark gets home fresh off his double homicide. But mom wants to have a stern conversation with him about hiring people to rape her. All right. It's a family meeting about trying yeah. to have sex with me and then paying your friends to rape me in a double homicide. God, every family meeting, guys, there's a homicide. <laughs> So she turns to, he's like, she's like, uh, you've been doing drugs in the house. So he turns to his sister and he goes, Catherine, you bitch, fuck, slut, whore. And <laughs> mom goes, and I quote, don't you use such language in yep, this house? Yep, yep. <laughs> and then he beats them both up after they say that. And he says, look at what you punks made me do. To look them. at what you punks made me do. <laughs> That's fresh off of fuck shit, slut, whore. But yeah. Yes. Uh, and then for some random reason during uh, right after the fight scene or during the fight scene, I don't remember. He reaches down on the floor where that, that mayonnaise spreader from earlier <laughs> is. <laughs> that plastic uh, spatula. Right, yes. right. And he threatens them with that for you. He gestures at them for a second. And yeah. Then and then he backs up these. and he turns to his mom and he goes, you know what? Now I'm happy that I paid my friends to rape you earlier this evening. And she goes, what? He's like, that's right. It was all me. I was watching the whole time. No fingerprints, no semen traces. <laughs> that's what he says. What? Did he go and mop up all the jizz afterwards? <laughs> he had little cotton swabs or something? I don't. Yeah. Pardon but, me, well, mom. The Pardon guys, me. The two guys specifically had a conversation about not using a jimmy. Yeah, like, right. There's plenty of semen traces, right? <laughs> also. Get a swab in there. At the end of this scene... The cameraman passes out, right? That's what happens. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, it just kind of wanders around it the room a flings bit. Flings upwards and the scene is over. <laughs> well, and, and, and why even mention no fingerprints and no semen traces if you just very explicitly gave your confession to two witnesses? Right. <laughs> like, like, well, you know, I mean, I guess we don't need it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Since you already <laughs> told us yeah. who did it. Oh, I love this part so much, too. The next scene, right, uh, Mark, his his mom kicks him out of the house and says, I never want to see you again. He calls Timster and he's like, hey, Timster, I got to skip down. And Timster goes, why? And I'm like, Timster was with you 18 minutes ago when you committed a double homicide with 14 <laughs> witnesses at a party. Why the fuck would he ask why? He doesn't need to know. <laughs> so true. Meanwhile, okay, uh, now we got to check back in with dad who has just been drinking himself into emphysema since the last time we saw him. <laughs> got that, yeah. that vodka cough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks at it. He looks at the bottle of vodka. He's like, "You're my, you're my only friend, aren't you? You're the only friend I've ever had." Is this bottle of vodka? And he literally says, "You're my friend, aren't you?" Is what he yep. says to a bottle. <laughs> so the bottle was going to answer back affirmatively, but now he's going to kill himself with a gun. I <laughs> suicide the shot was so okay. Amazing. So the camera's focused on him. He puts the gun to his head, and then the camera. You, I cannot say like they, they might as well just turn the camera around as we watch the cameraman like chubbly sneak backwards <laughs> and then someone throws jam at the inside of yep. the window. Yeah, because uh, you know there's no way the bullet would continue on no, through, the no. through the window. Only That's not the how blood works. through the window. Don't be stupid. That's not how physics work. 
All right. Now, a lot of you have been wondering, is this really a Christian movie, guys? It is. Here it is. Here <laughs> it is. We're like over an hour and 20 minutes yes. into the movie at this point. All right. So Mark is passing by uh, an old homeless guy on the street, and he steals his money. And the old homeless guy says, I knew you'd do that. And Mark says, how'd you know? And the homeless guy goes, your character's really predictably written to almost a cartoonish <laughs> degree. So it was kind of <laughs> obvious. I love this actor's old blind guy voice, oh, too. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's I, so he, good. I'm going to call this homeless guy's acting style kabuki. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like Buddy Guy. He's got like a deep ass voice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sounds like he's making fun of Buddy Guy, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark, he explains. He's like, you need to ask Jesus for forgiveness. You'd be amazed. Like the raping your mom thing. He'll even forgive that. You, It's really kind of fucked up. But don't worry. Uh, if you ask Jesus for forgiveness, you'll be fine. But if not, you will die tonight. The man in black around the corner will kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then he ends with a nice rendition of It's a Wonderful Life. It's right at the end there. <laughs> Tells him about the cow he's going to see on top of a cotton house. Yeah. Yeah. So then, okay, I'm pretty sure there was supposed to be a scene here where he almost died, right? Yeah. Okay. I but think so. What happens instead is someone in a hoodie runs up to him with a gun and then walks away. Oh, okay. I didn't even catch that because it was so poorly lit at that point. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. So what I just saw was him in a park. He starts like bending down and begging Jesus for forgiveness. I so wanted to just cut the opening sequence of Bible Man into that scene, right? <laughs> Give it a whole new origin story. But yeah, he breaks down and prays and asks Jesus for forgiveness for all the raping of his mom and killing people stuff. I'm also pretty sure that they didn't bother to get a different actor to hold the gun to him. I think it's Trig, actually. Yes. Oh, it's it a hoodie. I it think is very much I trig. think it's, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I thought it was Trig. <laughs> it's like they found, and you're like, that's a story. I'm not sure. Is he mad about all the butt-fucking comments? Or? Which is why the scene is so quick. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, we don't want him to know it's Trig. So he, like, yeah. runs by with a gun. He jogs <laughs> yeah. by with a gun. And then the camera focuses on Mark. Yeah. Okay. So now it's three. Oh, this is amazing. It says three weeks later, 311th day, transformation begins. Now, no surprise that math is completely wrong. The last title card says 240. So unless that rape scene and party lasted 50 fucking days, that's just wrong. <laughs> Still doing the math, Noah. Still doing the math. All the way through, man. He's in the cafe um, reading the Bible. Like you do. Which yep. which part of the Bible? It's John 3.16, actually, is what I, he was reading. It's just... I can't do it because the girl walks over. She's like, hi, reading the Bible? Yes, the Bible. Which Bible? John 3.16, the <laughs> verse. The one that I... verse that we could think of? No. Yeah. Of... <laughs> That's Ezekiel a good one. Ezekiel 25.17. That's my, one of my favorite. Yep, yep. That's my favorite verse. Yeah, and then she says the least sexy thing you could possibly imagine. <laughs> we should go to church together sometime, yeah, right. is what she says. Total boner killer right there, guys. That's going to do it. But I Tapping guess, out, like, sorry. Because this is, like, by far the most attractive uh, girl in the movie, I thought, the chick that he hooks up with here. So I think, like, the movie's message was, like, you know, to, like, she wanders off and he goes, like, wow, Christianity is way better than gang raping your mom. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> 
Uh, All right, so now it's 54 days later. Uh, Mark, This girl's name is Erica. Mark and Erica are together. She has a kid, which is, I guess, from some previous relationship. But given this movie's understanding of time, I assumed that they had had a kid together in those 54 days. <laughs> right? <laughs> so does their friend later. <laughs> and And she's trying to convince Mark that, like, his mom and sister probably aren't still mad at him. Yeah. Like, she's like, come on. They're not going to hold the whole gang rape thing against you. It's been a month and three weeks. Almost. Yes. <laughs> right? There, the moment she says, the moment she's like, oh, you're a changed man. It's like changed from paying someone to rape his mother. That's a pretty quick turnaround. <laughs> well, and again, she's, 60 days ago, too. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. He's like, what? I haven't raped my mother in months. What the hell are you talking <laughs> maybe, maybe let a full season pass before you go back to mom and sis. He's got, he's got that coin that they give you at the rape anonymous meeting that says, hey, I haven't raped somebody in 30 days. Oh, God. So, yeah, so they go back to home. Apparently, he's not in that town anymore and hasn't been for like 54 days. So he's going back to see his gangster buddies who all act like they haven't seen him in five years. Yeah, right. Because one of them says, you had a kid? And the kid's like four years old. <laughs> the, the, kid, the kid is 20. Kid, it's amazing. The kid is in daycare. Did you bud you asexually? Uh, is this going to be you uh, within yeah. 24 hours? The Are you that alien talking. from the thing? The kid is talking, for Christ's sakes. You didn't just have it. Well, and when Mark finally goes like, no, no, this is her kid. I was like, okay, these guys know more about how sex works than I was giving them credit for. <laughs> and then, and then weirdly, one of the guys takes the kid off into a separate room he by just, himself. <laughs> uh, there is not a group of there. I would not leave another person's child alone <laughs> with this group of friends, even though it is drink preparation guy. <laughs> Right. Well, right. and clearly this is drink preparation guy's kid in real life. And the kid was starting to get a little antsy. He's like, I'm going to take him out of the room for a little bit. Y'all yeah. <laughs> finish yeah. the scene. So, yeah. So Mark has to tell all his buddies that he found Jesus and he doesn't do drugs or drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes or rape yeah. his mom anymore. <laughs> he doesn't. He's like, hey, man, you want to smoke? And nobody in this movie has smoked no. a single time. No. Nope. There has not been a cigarette introduced. Oh, you don't smoke anymore? Nobody's done it yet. Yeah, like, I don't even exactly. know what we're talking about. And then they keep making fun of me like, oh, what, you don't drink anymore? What, you're not shooting heroin directly into your eye anymore? What's wrong with you, man? You're Pussy. so boring you're, now. Oh. And it's girlfriend goes he's not boring he just found the lord and you can yeah. see he's like you're not helping honey they're not more impressed oh, now That's i wanted not- him to head to hr do an exit interview with the gang great so <laughs> obviously sad to see you go anything you'd like to see change within the gang <laughs> uh he gives his resignation letter to the racially diverse gang yes. you know, i'm sorry i have to leave guys I have a better offer. It's with Jesus. So I'm going to be leaving you. You're going to have to find Sorry. another vaguely Hispanic yeah. dude. Sorry about that. By the way, the whole time, his friends are groping his girlfriend yep. on the couch. Super weird, by the way. Don't know why you even stay in that room. Right. Yeah. They're what like the smelling fuck? her hair and she has to keep slapping their hands away like bugs at a fucking picnic. <laughs> it's Well, what's amazing is they don't have enough space work, right? Because like he touches her arm and she slaps him away and then he's like, I put my toe in her nose. What is the <laughs> other thing? So now they leave. She's not comfortable in this room full of people who are just actively groping her. <laughs> Such a prude. So they drive off to a hotel, which we watch. 
then mm-hmm. they check into the hotel, which we watch. Yep. <laughs> yep. We don't want to leave anything out. And okay, then they leave the hotel. Mom is there and she's right behind Mark and she has a gun. There is no setup. This happens all at once. Nope. Just her usual armed visit to the days in. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so she's she's going to shoot him, but she chickens out. Uh-huh. So now she's back in a room with Sis, and, and she's telling the sister, she's like, Mark's back in town. Uh, I, I, I want to kill him. And Sis is like, yeah, you should probably kill him. So she calls her friend because we've got, what, five minutes left in this <laughs> Three. movie? Three minutes time left. To Three minutes. Well, otherwise, how would we know how she found Mark? Oh, she was behind him as he checked into That's his hotel it, exactly. room. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> the whole thing. They introduced Maybe a character to establish how they can find Mark. She saw him at the hotel. He stayed. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. But, yeah. but if we didn't have Val, we wouldn't have Val's hacking scene. <laughs> I can Val's find him using your computer. Tap, tap, bitty, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> yep. Here he there is. There he is. I found him on the <laughs> computer. Here he is right now. Where was he, by the way, guys? Where did she find him? Oh, he's in a hotel <laughs> by <laughs> Triangle Square. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, movie. Fuck, Fuck you harder you. than I've ever fucked anything ever. <laughs> by Triangle Deeper. Square. Deeper. <laughs> Uh, Where is he staying? (laughs) (laughs) He's in North Northton today. (laughs) That's where he is. Don't say hotel, he make hotel face. (laughs) (laughs) Triangle Square. Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. All right. But we still have time for one more scene. This is the twist ending, guys. I will say... I came a, I, I became very close to making my best worst best worst ending. The last two seconds of this movie it's were the greatest final two seconds in the history of cinema. So I can't I cannot stress that you're absolutely one hundred percent right. Academy Award. The rest of the movie just cut it and just do this final <laughs> scene. It wins the Academy Award. Yep. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Oh my god! Like I, I like between the three of us, I think we probably have a collective seventy-one minutes of just jaw agape as this movie <laughs> left ended. Right? Okay. So now, mom and sister and new character Valerie, who showed up Val. for the last four minutes, yeah, um, are at the hotel preparing to kill Mark with their gun. They have an awkward conversation about like, does this gun make my butt look big or? <laughs> Where should I hide the gun? In your gun purse. <laughs> uh, so they they knock on the door. Erica, the, the girlfriend, opens the door and she's like, she's like, hi, I'm Mark's mom. I'm here to see him. She's like, oh, you're here. And she gives him a big hug. She's like, Mark's in the shower. He'll be out in a bit. She answers the door with, yes, may I help you? Who the fuck answers the door that way? <laughs> Hello. What is happening in your universe? <laughs> Good Hello Christian today. women. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Welcome, perhaps. <laughs> what brings you before me today? Oh, All right. So she's, she's like, you know, hey, come on in, meet my kid and everything. Mark comes out of the shower, immediately picks up the little kid. Mom pulls out the gun and shoots the little kid to death. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> she's such a good or bad shot. It's amazing. Oh, and that kid... 
That kid owns that shot so well. He looks like he's been shot. I was like, damn, that kid's the best actor in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, right. The kid feels like, and all somebody did was say, just be quiet, Jimmy. And that's all he did. And he was the best actor in the movie. Do we feel confident as a cast that they didn't just shoot a child for the end of this movie? Because I do not. I'm not I, sure I seriously doubt any argument that relies on their commitment to uh, production quality. So I think the kid's fine. But yeah, that's the literally the end of the movie. The mom goes to shoot Mark, but accidentally shoots the four-year-old instead. They all look and they realize the four-year-old is dead and the movie ends. Well, and, and that really does match up. And, and it's, you know. Shoot random kid, I think, is how Oedipus ends, too. <laughs> oh, right. Just, no, you're it's right. It's a random I got kid, it, right. I and that's how it ends. When so mom goes retelling. to stab out her eyes with the brooch, and she misses yeah. and hits her friends. And she kills and takes a kid. Oedipus' <laughs> new girlfriend's toddler right on that soft part of the top of his head. Some, okay. yeah, some rando kid gets killed in that scene, too. So, and I got to point this out, too, because everyone's standing around for just a brief second before the thing ends when they realize that the kid is killed. And most of them are at least aware that that's what's supposed to have happened but i think that the actor that played valerie was just told that like you know something like they just caught him with his with his dick hanging out and it was a very <laughs> embarrassing moment or something her face doesn't match with everybody doesn't else's look doesn't no. look the same you're absolutely Va right valerie's like well this is inconvenient <laughs> <laughs> all right so it was a disturbing uh, ass movie i want to end with a disturbing question so closing things off tonight I want you to imagine that you're driving down the road and you come across an accident along the highway that's even harder to look at than this movie. What just crashed into what? Uh, Cthulhu and his own black mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Dave Matthews band just crashed into me. Oh, oh well, well done, that's scary. sir. That's yeah. scary. Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Cecil, I can't thank you enough for suffering through that with us. That's sort of a standard line that I throw out, but I've never meant it more. Um, I promise if we ever ask you to review another movie, it'll be less fucked up. That's not... Will, there's, will there be an equal number of rapes per gender I, I again? Because like, I hope is, so. Yeah, kind of a mathematical certainty at this point that it yeah, will okay. have fewer <laughs> rapes right. at least, but okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Challenge Thank accepted, you. Noah. Thank you. <laughs> We're doing Beasts of No Nation next time you come oh, by. God. All right, well, well, that's going to do it for our review of Deadly Attraction. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to put some distance between ourselves and that fucking movie. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Amerigeddon live from Virginia Beach. Oh, hell yeah, already. Amazing. Awesome. Super excited about our first InfoWars film. Oh, God. So, so with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 205 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Cecil for hanging out with us today, and a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist Citation Needed, and The Skeptic Crowd, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law this is P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work harder on another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes. Cecil never forgave Eli. He's right. Cecil never forgave Eli. <laughs> Timster 
eventually did get to drink an ass. <laughs> God, this movie. Can we just do uh, this movie every week? Over and over That's again. Just... I want to do it with Heath now. I want to like not tell him about this and make him do it with us too. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Jesus Christ. The worst. <laughs> idea what the fuck you're doing to buddy morgan i'll tell you what right now you pause this you go watch this movie don't do it it's on tubytv.com where you go for all your movies where where you Uh, go for all the best of good stuff stuff. you know they have an app on uh on playstation 4 yeah i was able to watch it on playstation 4 apparently this is africa's netflix is it oh is it yeah okay Man. <laughs> hey, did you guys get like the same commercial over and over again through the whole thing? No, no, I got oh, different they, ones. Okay, so I had the the there was one commercial for like Pandora's uh, Lion King collection, and it played every time, even if that meant playing twice in a row in some of the ad breaks. <laughs> This was like everything about this experience was amazing. Like this movie was so bad that the Netflix on it was on was cheap, right? Like it was on cheap YouTube. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> YouTube turned this down. Yeah, exactly. Oh mm-hmm. It turned their nose up at this movie. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. It's I, I had an orange juice commercial at every single commercial break. It was different commercials, but I always had the same orange commercial. And because the commercial breaks literally always follow a rape in this film, <laughs> it was always, they do. They do. I had to fuck her, man. I had to fuck her real good. Ah, morning French. <laughs> every time. All right, so I wake up in the morning after a rape and you, know, you just need a big glass of orange juice to revitalize yourself from your... All right, Eli, I don't mean to be a story topper, but now imagine that exact thing, right? It's always out of a rape or something. And the beginning of the ad is the opening of The Lion King, right? All the gazelles and shit are looking over going, who got fucked? (laughs) I got like a marketing ad or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, Morgan, it's going to be bad today. It's going to be good stuff today, Morgan. (laughs) All right, here we go. You don't pay that guy enough. Don't don't tell him that. I can't end it for Morgan. <laughs> Jesus, man. Morgan, disclude that. You get paid too much. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.